0: Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadaloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page. Every episode is short. Secrets of Shadaloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 60 of Secrets of Shadaloo. The bottom of this page is an illustration of Blanca squatting between two baskets and there are giant spiders crawling up his arms and onto his legs and chest. It's a weird picture. I just felt like I had to mention it. It, it connects to a story idea that starts on this page, which, by the way, is another page in the Shadaloo Adventures chapter, which is about using Shadowloo as an antagonist in games. Uh, the story idea is that if the street fighters in the campaign are spies, right, not just Interpol agents who are pretty much on-the-level law enforcement agents but actually like covert assets of a spy agency. In a campaign like that, you could have an adventure where these spies go out into the Amazon to find a secret Shadaloo base there. And then when they find it, they realize that it's run by some kind of, I guess, ex-American politician who's got a grudge against Washington, D.C. And so he's hidden nukes in the Amazon and he's about to launch them and to show them, comma, show them all. That story idea works just fine, and the reason is that it is well within the wheelhouse of what we've established about Shadowloo. Shadowloo is a bonkers, over-the-top, James Bond-style, weird-science-world-conquering supervillain organization. Of course they've got a secret base in the Amazon. Of course they employ disgraced American politicians who've gone mad for revenge. Of course they've got secret nuclear weapons trained on national capitals. This adventure is just extrapolation. It's just common sense. I like that story idea, but it's such a good fit for Street Fighter that it maybe is not necessary to offer to the reader. You can figure it out for yourself. This is what Shadaloo is built for. Where this chapter is a little more interesting is where it digs into the stuff that Shadaloo is not so naturally good at. And we see an example of that right at the top of the page. Continuing on from last page's discussion about uh, Street Fighters working for Interpol, one of the adventure ideas there is that the Street Fighters have to go and uh, protect a crucial diplomat at a diplomatic summit in France. Here's the threat, as the book describes it. Quote, the team must patrol the heavily guarded summit grounds, a mansion in France. However, people from all over the world are constantly coming and going, making the job of keeping Chatelou out a lot harder. The characters may be looking for assassins with sniper rifles, but the true danger is even harder to uncover. One of Bison's theons of the Order of Heavenly Unity is here in disguise. Instead of killing the opposition, he will try to control their minds, discouraging them from taking actions against Mriganka. He does have bodyguards, however, to protect him from street fighters. First of all, I find it funny that this motherfucker almost left the island alone in his little fake mustache with his little fake passport to go sneak past private guards and national security agencies and God knows what, rubbing shoulders with high-level diplomats, and then somebody thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've got a wig, you've got a hat, you've got a rubber mask on, and you have psychic powers, obviously, diplomatic security details are going to be no trouble. But what if there happen to be underground pit fighters there? They might try to punch you. Maybe, Maybe you better take Ed and Louis along. Just a little bit of backup. You'd be surprised how often you're trying to sneak into a diplomatic summit, and there's like a boxer, a sumo, and a yogi there just randomly, ready to rumble. But anyway, this Theon of the Order of Heavenly Unity is sneaking into the diplomatic summit in disguise to try to control the minds of these diplomats, to keep them from coming after Meriganka on a diplomatic level. Obviously, this is a really important mission, and we've been over and over this in this book. Shadaloo has access to vast psychic powers that it uses to keep this sort of thing under control, to control world leaders and diplomats and things. But when you look at it in a little finer resolution, as this paragraph does, how does this work exactly? Like, we know what the theons of the Order are capable of. They've got a stat block in this book. They have Cobra Charm. I mean, if you want to use the vast power of your enlightened mystical will to, like, make somebody lie down or cluck like a chicken for a matter of seconds. Cobra charm, it's great. It's, I mean, it's cute. It's a cute trick. You're not setting diplomatic policy with cobra charm. You definitely need bigger psychic guns for that, which when we glossed over this earlier, we thought no problem, right? M. Bison has actual mind control. We know that M. Bison has this network of people all under his thumb, just taking care of things around the world for him, right? Because he can control their minds. But again, you get into the details And it starts to seem a little farcical, like whatever's decided at this summit is going to have these big consequences for Mriganka around the world, presumably, right? That's why they care. It's only so many people. It's like a handful of diplomats at a remote mansion in France. If M. Bison wants to mind control these people to do certain things at the summit, he has to get in there. I mean, he's going to have to dress himself up in a disguise like the master in old Doctor Who episodes. Like he's going to have to go there in a little white coat and a stethoscope and be like, Pardon me. My name is Dr. No Sib. No Sib. I'm here to conduct physicals on all these diplomats while they're here at the mansion. Didn't someone call ahead about this from headquarters? Maybe you should check. Go to that phone over there and check. And then he, like, crouches down and runs through the lawn while they're not looking. This quickly gets goofy. I mean, it may seem like it's beneath Bison's dignity, but it's what he's got to do if he wants to get in here and mind control these people. He's probably going to have to tiptoe into somebody's bedroom at night and, like, whisper evil nothings in their ear while they're sleeping. He might have to, like, doll himself up and go seduce one of the other diplomats to get close to them, get him a little tipsy, get him alone, bust some mind control over a nice romantic candlelit dinner out on the veranda. I would love to imagine that this is what happens every time Rigonka has a diplomatic problem. It's like M. Bison, you know, gets his plane ticket and goes into his big costume wardrobe and plans a caper. But he doesn't have time for that, nor does he want to expose himself to danger in that way. Here's a little bit of free storytelling advice from me for your Street Fighter campaign. M. Bison should never be like on the ground tied up and then somebody pulls off his rubber mask and everyone is like, Jinkies, it's M. Bison. You leave that shit for people who own a failed amusement park or a foreclosed upon farm or something. International criminal kingpins can't be getting caught in nets and unmasked while they're creeping around in the halls of old mansions. So while I would love to believe this is happening, I just don't think it is. You know what I think is happening? You know who I think gets sent on a mission like this? Which which is canonical. It's suggested here as a story idea. So... I take it as canon. This is the kind of thing Shadaloo does. And when they do it, who do you suppose they send? Somebody with mind control, surely. A Theon, surely. A Master of Disguise, surely. It's motherfucking Akazan again. He's back. Once again, it all fits together. It's the only person this could be. A Theon with mind control could only be Akazan. And lo and behold, he's a Master of Disguise. It's perfect. Oh, and there's, there's one more thing that makes it perfect. We were talking about a lot of this uh, creeping around, wearing rubber masks stuff being beneath Bison's dignity. I, I don't think we got to worry about Akazan's dignity. This fucking goofball, I bet he loves dressing up as a window washer and like sneaking up the side of people's buildings and trying to hypnotize politicians through their windows in their office. Knock, knock, knock on the window and then bam, hit him with the googly eyes. It seems like it's exactly his speed. Because once again, Ian Bison, as we've established before, he operates on this sort of heroic scale level. He's an epic villain. And that is just not a great match for the day-to-day operations of Shadaloo. Shadaloo needs a real petty hands-on dingus like Akazan. And that's the secret of Shadaloo on this page. It sounds real good. You know, these glittering generalizations about Shadaloo, you know, having tentacles all over the world and they use their vast psychic powers and bribes and infiltration. And they've got ninjas, they've got mobsters, they've got politicians in their pocket who could stop them. But when it gets to the day, when it gets to the day that you got to get something done, it's not about your big imposing reputation or the abstract structure of your big evil pyramid. It's about people on the ground doing player character style messy shenanigans. That's how you rule the world on the micro scale. And as we all know from dealing with player characters across our role playing years, in that scenario, it's not about how many dots you've got on your character sheet. It's about how much sheer temerity you have in your heart. And Akazan has got loads. By the way, I can't possibly convey to you when I was first reading through this document and noting it up for this show, my delight when I came up with this theory that Akazan is the pugilist, and then like two pages later, the book refers to a Theon with mind control who's a master of disguise. I was so vindicated, it was exhilarating. Anyway, if you think that dressing up as a doctor or a dishwasher to sneak into a mansion to mind control some diplomats is petty ass shadowloo behavior, just you wait until next time when Shadaloo branches out into the sports world on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big sode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com view slash revolutionvoid or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Don't get lost. You can't compare with my power.